and I thought of Kevin Spacey jerking off in bed. I wonder what it's like to have herpes. Welcome to Movie Mug and the father and son podcast whose self-quarantine life is really not so different from our everyday life. Yours is more different than mine. Well, yours is exactly the same. There's no 19-year-old who stays in as much as you do unless they're... There has to be some. They're they're incarcerated, probably. Oh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of... I mean, or you really... wildly depressed. You, you like staying home. Yeah, I do. I like staying home, too. So really, other than work... That's um, all the change for you. That's pretty much all the change for me. Yeah. Except it feels weird when, when you do go out to like, a, when I, I went to a grocery store this morning, I don't know, it feels a little bit dangerous. Like virus wise? I guess. Cause you just. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Your car hasn't moved in like two weeks. So I don't want to hear. Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> to hell. That's where. Wow. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Do you know what episode this is? Uh, 44. Yeah, the double quattro, as we like to say here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we've always said that. <laughs> always. We couldn't wait for this to come on because it's like our favorite number to say. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Stop it. Well, guess what time it is? What? It's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching and talking about, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. A couple things. Number one, I'm, I'm not really going to get into the coronavirus talk right now because people are being bombarded with that all over the place, and they don't come here to listen to that. There's plenty of podcasts out there that, that talk about that. I don't want to listen to it or talk about it. No. I'm over it. Yeah, and it's a bummer, and this this show's not not about being a bummer, but I, but I will Fuck say... No. That, that our hearts do go out to anybody that's been negatively affected by this, whether you have a family member who's been infected or, uh, yeah, something's going on with your job. And uh, big props to the first responders out there yeah. and, and all the people who, who are still working going in crazy. the essential jobs. Um, kudos to you, man. All right, enough about coronavirus. Fuck you, coronavirus. How about that? All right, so let's get to uh, some good stuff. Uh, I'm laying in bed last night, and don't ask me what's going on and why this popped in my head, but I went back to American Beauty, and I thought of Kevin Spacey jerking off in bed, mm-hmm. and I thought, how is that going to end? You know? Is he going to jerk off in his pajamas, and then just, is, where's he going to finish? Um, so I don't believe that's a very believable scene. He could just, scene. like, turn on his side. And just shoot it on the floor? <laughs> no, I was thinking turn it on his other side. Oh, at her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's well, he didn't want her to know, so I doubt that he was going to do that. Maybe he had a sock under there or something. I, I don't know. Maybe he just, already had a sock on it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, for whatever reason, I thought about it last night, and I thought, you know, that's not let's, really a good place really to happens. be doing that. You said, let's see what really happens. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started going for it, and then I was like, wait a minute. I didn't I didn't think about my exit strategy here. Well, how's this <laughs> going to end? Say, and then you're like, wait a minute. I can't get it up. Yeah, no. You're reaching that age, Dad. I need the blue pill. <laughs> Gross. I'm telling you, everything works downstairs. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> oh. 
All right, you got anything else for the lobby? No. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, so today's movie, it came out in the year 2003. Ooh. It is re- <laughs> Why is that ooh? What's exciting about that? I feel like a lot of good movies came out in, like, earlier 2000s. Okay. It's rated PG-13. It got 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb, and 89% of Google users like this movie. Okay. It is two hours and five minutes. Not bad. Uh, I can't get into what the Mormon mothers have to say about it because I've never seen this movie. Hmm. So it must be something that piqued your interest. It piqued my interest. I remember the previews for it and thought, that looks like something I've never seen before. Piqued your interest so good. That you didn't watch it till 17 years after it came out. You know what? Movies do that sometimes. I see the previews and I think, that looks really interesting. I'm going to see that. And then for whatever reason, I don't. Hmm. And this is one of those movies. What is it? It's called Big Fish. Never even heard of it. It has an actor in it that you and I both like a lot. Okay. So that helps it as well. So uh, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2003's Big Fish, starring lots of people. Many. Steve Buscemi. Well, Ewan McGregor, yeah. first and foremost. He's, man, his the parts he was in were the best parts of the movie. Absolutely. But that was also where, like, all the action and story was going on, though. We love that guy, but, man. Yeah, I fucking, I would die for Ewan McGregor Just, at this point. <laughs> would you? I think so. Wow. Okay. So the more this movie went on, and we'll get to the 50 Cent Tour here in a second, the more people you're like, hey, that's, hey. Yeah. Just because I didn't know anything about this movie, really, except that Ewan McGregor was the main star. But people started showing up. Helena Bonham Carter, of course, this is a, a, a Tim Burton movie, and they used to be married or a couple or something like that. Tim Burton was Nightmare Before Christmas, right? And and the Willy Wonka, the new Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp, and and he also uh, yeah. Oompa Loompa was in there. Yeah, the Oompa Loompa was in there from from the remake. From yeah, Johnny Depp's movie. Yeah, so he was in there. Danny DeVito shows up in there. Yeah, of course, Steve Buscemi. You already said S- Miley Cyrus Sammy. was in there. Steve Buscemi. Okay. No, I say Steve Buscemi. David Denman, which is Roy from The Office. Yeah. Who he, lost the girl again. He played the same role <laughs> he in did. this movie. You recognize Missy Pyle from The Parent Trap, the mean, yeah. the evil Meredith, stepmother. I think was her name. Who else was uh, in this? Miley Cyrus. Yeah. As a little girl. Yeah. Uh, Albert Finney played the main dad, I guess, who also was Ewan McGregor. We'll talk about that in a second. Billy Crudup from Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Lange. Did you say um, Bellatrix? Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Pretty much every single time you said somebody's name, I didn't recognize it. Because, I mean, oh, Bellatrix is there. Right. Hannah Montana's over there. <laughs> uh, whatever his name was from uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. Billy Crudup. Well, in Crudup, all fairness, whatever. Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus are two different people. So I, I, see, both I can see how you get those two mixed up. Yeah. 50 Cent Tour, man. You can either give the very vague one. I think that's probably. So it, it just goes into the dad's past of like his stories and his life story pretty much. And they're all so fantastical well, and exaggerated. And the son doesn't buy it until the end whenever 
the dad dies, so he kind of has to buy it, and he sees all of it. The type of movie was very Forrest Gumpy, I guess. Going back in the past over and over. But with like the ridiculous stories that are just hard to believe, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It, it was kind of like that, but these stories... Well, Forrest Gump was real in the movie. Like, his stories were pretty crazy and far-fetched, but they were real. But it's hard in this movie, you don't know how much of it was real and how much of it wasn't real. Well, they were all real to a certain extent. Yeah, so Albert Finney plays the main guy, Edward Bloom, and he's a storyteller. Mm -hmm. He tells these great tall tales, I guess, is a way to put it. Yeah, there you go. And Billy Crudup is his son, and they don't really get along too much because he's just tired of hearing his dad tell all these stories, Mm -hmm. and he he grew up believing all these stories were real, and his stories included witches and giants and huge fish that swallowed wedding rings and just all these crazy stories. And so he kind of got... Tired of it, I guess. Yeah, you know, fed up. Yeah, when you're when your dad's doing something, you know, everybody else is like, "Oh, that's so interesting." But when you've heard it a million times, you're like, "Fuck, shut up, dad." And it's not real. So he's not happy with his dad, and as his dad's growing older and basically on his deathbed, he goes back and is like, "Dad, what's real and what's not real?" And all this time, it's flashing back to when dad was younger, which is Ewan McGregor. Yeah, which is played by him. And then they just go through all the the cool stories of his life, the tall tales that that he lived with hints of truth and hints of hyperbole mixed in. Yeah, I would say more hints of truth than like buckets of hyperbole. (laughs) So the way it starts, I guess, is... Nothing is safe in his exaggerating. Well, right. But he tells this story of where he goes with his friends and there's supposedly this witch that lives down the road. And the, the legend has it that if the witch has a, a fake eye, and if you look into that eye, you get to see how you die. Mm-hmm. And so all these kids look into it. I guess there's three of them that look into it and see how they're going to die. And I guess Ewan McGregor's character, Edward Bloom, looks at it too. And so you don't know how he's going to die. It showed the other two, but not him. Right. And so he knows going through the rest of his life that he doesn't have to worry about this thing here and this thing here mm-hmm. because he knows how he's going to die. And so... He's like not scared to walk through this really creepy forest where there's bees attacking him and huge spiders and trees from Harry Potter. Right. And then he parachutes into the war Mm -hmm. and and right behind enemy lines where like all the soldiers are watching a play Mm -hmm. or talent show or whatever. And he doesn't really give a damn. He treats it just like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. And there's a giant in town and he has to go out and get the giant out of town. And so he's not afraid of getting eaten by the giant. And it's just all these tall tales, and and they were wonderful, man. I they were. I enjoyed all of his all of I, his stories. I kind of got bummed out when it would go back to the real world with yeah. Billy Crudup, and, and you know, I didn't really like the actor for the old dad. Oh, Albert Finney's a great actor. He was hard to listen to. He just yeah, he had that and old man voice. His or voice was awful. Like if you're gonna get a guy who's telling a fuckload of stories, make him sound decent. He only told little bits of stories, well, and then know, it went into but it, though. Th- he talked a lot in this movie. He I, talked his fair share in this movie. I like Albert Finney, and I think he did a fantastic job. He did so. He did a great job, but he just needs to get voice surgery. Okay, so when so I'm an old man... Like a sexy lady whispering in your ear okay, or something. That would be really, really weird. And then there's a big fish. Oh, yes. Splash. <laughs> and my wedding ring was on it. But don't worry, I'm not married. Is that a, is that your sexy lady voice? Because you, you need to work on that a little bit. Okay. Don't you feel like this was a lot like Forrest Gump, though? Yeah. Forrest Gump did it better. Well, I mean, 
That's the movie that's like Harold. Is that the word? You, you're saying that Forrest Gump is heads and tails. It's like above whole, Holy Grail. Everybody knows it. Everyone has seen Forrest Gump. Everybody. But yeah, this movie did it pretty good as well. Not so, to discount it. So I think we've had this conversation before, but if you had a chance to know when and how you're going to die, would you take that chance? I just don't know how I would react to it afterward. Like, obviously, he looked into the eye and he realized I got a long life. So he took it like the step that, fuck, I could be adventurous. I don't have to do... I mean, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. It'd be scary if it's like... i jump off a cliff and I know I'll survive. Yeah. I mean, it's still not to say you wouldn't break your legs and you couldn't go rob banks because you're going to go to jail. And I mean, yeah. you, so you couldn't just do any and everything, but it would be kind of cool. But you wouldn't die wherever you went. The problem is if you look into the eye and it's like next year and you're like, get hit by a bus and then you're like, then it just becomes a how shitty many life. drugs can I be addicted to at once? <laughs> Honestly, like if I, rather if you, than spending time with your family, you would just go out and do all the drugs you could possibly do. I plenty of time with y'all. <laughs> if I'm going to have. 20 years of life on this earth and I spent 19 of them with here with y'all mm-hmm. I think y'all could allow me to have one year of personal time well, of needles in my arm you know I guess if I found out that at 51 I was gonna die at that point I'd well, be I mean, like that's see you next, fuckers that's next month I'd be like see you fuckers man and I'd just take off and just <laughs> go live the life shit. that you guys have kept me from living go for all these years some hookers in some foreign country <sighs> like I wonder what it's like to have herpes Unfortunately, I don't have to wonder what that feels like. It's it's terrible. What about crabs? Um, yeah, been there. No, I, I know these are just your tall tales. Yep, man. these crabs um, were as big as a silver dollar. There's some truth to it, though. <laughs> just like this movie, mm. STDs just sound like alien like sometimes. Like, how do you like? I know they're not really crabs. But yeah, maybe they are crabs. How did crabs get in there? And then also like. Herpes, the fucking chicken pox or whatever looking things that never go away no matter what you do. No, I think you can have flare-ups of herpes. They're I like, think herpes But can they're come always and go. there. They're, they're like they're, dormant, and yeah. then they're not dormant. Mm-hmm. And then what about like the, the shit that makes like discharge come out of you? Here we go, folks. Like, you, you knew disc- it was going to happen sooner or later. Moving from a, a very heartfelt, touching movie that hit me in the feels a little bit to yeah me too to gonorrhea and crabs and okay I mean, let's talk about the discharge go what, go ahead man I mean, we got here p is any range of yellow semen is like brownish what uh, <laughs> that's a joke our I was, listeners I was are baiting you yeah gosh but like this discharge, <laughs> I've seen like nasty colors. Why are you watching videos of or is no it videos, videos or in Google image? Why curious middle schooler wants to know what his friends are talking about at the lunch table? Okay, I was a little more innocent than most of my friends. So you're looking up to so see I, like what is gonorrhea? Huh, liquid guacamole. And yeah, just... yeah, why green? How does that work? And then like, I feel like peeing and it just burns with suck dick on its own yeah i mean and isn't what is syphilis i don't know that one i think you can go blind from it that's about all i know i always thought there was like some horrible thing like you can go blind from jerking off too much that's what i was thinking and get a hairy palm i mean why do you think my lenses are so thick i know man you're well on your way yeah (laughs) so ewan mcgregor's character he can do anything like he, yeah, he's just weird. everybody knows him. He's just one of those. He's great at everything. Yeah, and so he leaves town. Like the town wants him to get rid of the giant, so he basically 
gives the giant a makeover. And that dude's in real life. He's like seven, six. Mm-hmm. So they leave the town and they go out on the road and they end up at a circus. And so the giant starts working at the circus and that's where he falls in love. Does Ewan McGregor not play a good person he's who falls in love? He's the best romantic. I brought that up during the movie. Yeah. He's like, he's just so believable mm-hmm. that he's, I mean, in this movie, he just did some outrageous things to get her to marry him instead of Roy from The Office. Like, he had a, I don't, maybe he was flying the plane, I don't know. But the plane wrote in the sky, I'm in love with Sandra, blah, 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 and inside of a heart with an arrow through it. He knew that her favorite flowers were daffodils, so he grew an entire field of daffodils right outside her window <laughs> yeah. without her noticing somehow. Kind of, Ewan McGregor kind of makes men everywhere probably look kind of bad. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know if Ewan McGregor's married or not, but if he is, I wonder if his wife sees him playing all these roles and she's like, are, just like are you really like. a alcoholic in real life. Are you, are you really like that with me? Do you really, because it looked like with Satine and yeah. Moulin Rouge. And this girl in Big Fish, and I don't know if Ewan McGregor's been in any other movies where he's the romantic like this, but the wife's got to be thinking, what's real and what's bullshit where he's just getting me to, you know, love him and do all these sexual things for him? I mean, in real life, that's probably what girls would see in him today. What? All those things he's doing. He really wants my my insides that bad. <laughs> I just didn't. I don't I've know. Never why heard it put like that. I don't know why. Why I avoided the word pussy right there. Hey, baby. Huh. Let me. Let me. <laughs> let me get in them insides. I mean, I've heard things like that. Scramble up their insides. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like big dick jokes oh. is the only reason it gets to the word insides. Damn it! This was such a heartfelt, good movie, and now you're talking about scrambling up. God, I can't even say it, man. That's it's nasty. So it doesn't feel right it after watching a movie gross. like this to go into conversations. Well, like what we've movie gone does into. it feel right after doing? I, it? On Cabin Fever, you can say anything after watching yeah. that shit. I don't know how much justice we've done it, but I feel like I say that every podcast. And again, this isn't a movie review or a movie recap. This is we watch a movie and we have a conversation. And whatever we say after, wherever it goes varies. is where it goes. So absolutely it varies. But this was a really good movie, though. I really enjoyed this movie, too. And I feel like for how much we liked it, because I assume you liked it a lot, we haven't talked about it as much. But like, it's hard to talk about this movie because it was... It also I mean, kind of ruins the experience for anyone listening. Well, we don't right? care about that. Well, but this is also one of those movies you just kind of got to sit down and watch. Exactly. And form, you know, like formulate your own views on it. Because there's so many different stories in it. It's like The Princess Bride in a way. He's telling the story, and the story's playing out on the screen. Yeah. And it's like Forrest Gump. The story's being told, but you're seeing all these things. And it's all these fantastical things. But it's it's really, really good. And it's unique as It's well. very unique. And, and some of the stories... There was definitely hyperbole, but there was a lot of truth mixed in there, too, is, as the son finds out toward the end as his dad's dying. Yeah. I thought it was really, really cool at the end, too, because his dad asks his son as he's dying, how does it end? And then his son, who's hated hearing all these stories all his life, he takes all of those stories and, and brings all the characters... And then he tells his dad, this this is how you go. This is your final moments. And mm-hmm. we bust out of the hospital, and I take you to the river, and we're flying through town in your old car. And then there's a car blocking, and the giant picks up the car and moves it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I finally get you to the river. And, and then everyone's already there. Everybody from all his stories is there, and they're they're playing a song the band is, and they're all smiling and waving at him. And then 
He's in real life. He says exactly, and then dies seconds afterward. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I mean, that was a good ending. But I was also kind of picturing like a the son realizing, being like, "Oh, I love you, Dad. I'm sorry." And then I kind of pictured the dad after his son said that, being like, "You yeah, know, don't say that shit. I know." <laughs> like one of those kind of deals. One of the like, I know it's okay, whatever. Yeah. And then you die. You want to just tell me that and get it out of the way in case we're not together when I when I go? Just I'm going to poke one of my eyes out and get a glass eye. Before I die? Well, so, not... so then I can know when you're going to die, too. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, really. Well, you can oh, just oh, look at my glass eye and then you tell me. I've seen a glass eye before and it didn't tell and, me and anything. Was it inside someone's head? Yes. Ooh. I've seen several glass eyes before. Really? Yeah. Maybe I just don't know what I'm looking for. Well, sometimes you can't tell. I mean, I've seen... There was a dude who's a district manager at a pizza place I used to work at. He got real close when he talked to you. Mm-hmm. And thank God he wasn't there very close often. Close talkers suck, man. Well, this one was particularly difficult because neither of his eyes looked at you, but he was like right in your face. And you don't know where to look you when they're can't doing make that? Eye, well, yeah, you don't know where to look whenever they can make eye contact, but he physically couldn't. I look right at where their unibrow would be, just right in the middle of their, uh, right look, above their nose. I look past people a lot. <laughs> I, I actually, funny story, with no hyperbole in it. Mm-hmm. So we were on vacation. I must have been fifth or sixth grade, and uh, we're in the pool, me and my sister. I guess you and mom are on the sidelines or something, and there's like there's a French family there, and so... We're, me and my sister just swimming around, and uh, <laughs> she, like, swims up to us, and she had a fucking unibrow, and she I don't think she could speak English. She was just, like, looking at us, and I, <laughs> I said unibrow out loud. <laughs> and, In what context? And, it's like, I, I, like Uncle Buck when he saw I mean, the mole, and he's like, Moly I was, like, mo-. panicking. Like, I was going to say something, and I was like, you were the brow. <laughs> and then I just, like, Went look underwater. at her. I look at her, and she just, like, is smiling and swims back to her parents, who I hear are speaking French later on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Thank God she didn't hear me say she had a unibrow. <laughs> you just panicked? Yeah, because it's like whenever there's like in NASCAR, when there's like 18 cars and it's just like constantly going around in circles, all 18 of those cars were in my head, but they were just the word unibrow, <laughs> just bouncing around like a DVD <laughs> logo thing. And then I guess just... It one of them hit to the, your mouth. One of them hit the corner. What did it? You know, what did your sister think when you said I mean, that? She was shocked. She was Jack. like, like me too. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was worried. I mean, when a girl has a unibrow, you don't, you just don't say that. When like, anybody has a unibrow, you don't say that. Oh yeah, that's true. But like, I don't know. Do people who have unibrows realize that they have they unibrows? Have to. Maybe. Are they cool with it? Maybe it's like. Like they kept trimming it and plucking it over and over, and then it just always came back. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna build my look. Yeah. Off this unibrow. I think there's a basketball around. player who they like. He, I think he like trademarked the unibrow or something like that. He's a really good basketball player too. But but he's got a unibrow. Yeah. I, Unibrows make me think of like cavemen. I I don't think cavemen were into personal grooming as much. I don't think that was the thing that really mattered much to them. No. They were too busy trying not to get eaten by dinosaurs to worry about how... Can't use a club to cut your hair either. No, that's true. 
You know, one day, unibrows might be like the hot thing. Like damn, because you know, you know, thick as fuck, baby. We've talked about it before. When I was a teenager, if a girl had a big butt, you called her bubble butt, and it wasn't a term of endearment. (laughs) It was like a you made fun of them. Yeah, look at that girl's big butt. Gross. Look at her big butt. And now that's like the thing. Like people get butt implants. It's like such a thing. And so the unibrow, you never know. Never say never. That could be a thing where you're like, fuck, dude, you got your I mean, unibrow? So, okay. so fucking horny right now? So would you put, say it here, ass and tits are in a whole different like level than unibrow. I'm just saying that could never, ever trump those two things. Well, think about this. All right. <laughs> Let's just talk about the nether regions and... How people prefer that there. prefer that on a female. Like back in the seventies, they wanted it to be Full like bush. a fucking big afro down there, where it was like if you wore a bathing suit, it was it was pouring out the sides, right? No, that not was a that good thing bad. back then. And then you know people talked about the landing strip, and and then I guess there went through a time where it was like fully shaven, upside down triangle. So <laughs> so you know <laughs> the one where the point is I get it's it. like an arrow pointing yeah. straight at it. So like here, that's <laughs> changed over the years, and and really that's. I mean, I can't believe we fucking got here. This is so bizarre. I can't believe I was so the unibrow tear stricken by this movie, and you're really going here. I'm I'm, I got a little choked up there toward the end. Yeah, that made me sad. Okay, good. I I didn't know. Never knew you had a heart. So I'm just look some big words. I'm not gonna fuck. I'm I'm just gonna kill that conversation right now and just say that at some point our skin at some point a unibrow could be a thing that people find attractive. Unibrows, I don't think will ever be. Like not not because they're so ugly and horrible that it could never be that, but why a fucking unibrow? I don't know. Shout out to our listeners that have yeah. unibrows. If you know you have a unibrow, oh man, oh big toe up my butt. What? That's gonna be the new thing for you? <laughs> no, no. I don't really want a Gosh. big crooked big toe or you know, we've had, anything up my butt right now. We've had our number of ridiculous podcast episodes, but I this one is the most childish and all This is very childish. Yeah, I feel like I you know, I don't know. I'm embarrassed how old I am and I'm talking like a 7th grader right now. <laughs> yeah. And so are you. I mean, there's Shame a lot of us. things that I can remember from 7th grade that were worse than this though. Oh, I'm sure so there are. So we're not quite there. We'll save that for a mini cast and and Warn yeah. people ahead of time, kind of like we did in our last one. The ones we're at right now, even if that got brought up at seventh or eighth grade lunch table, someone would have already said something worse. Like, why the unibrow when you can like, oh, well, fuck your mom, oh, shit like wow. that, or like really, really distasteful stuff. Yeah, that's about like, seventh seventh grade. Fuck your mom. And I mean, we still do that sometimes. Not at, we say that we still say that sometimes. You let your friends talk about my wife like that. You're a terrible son. You always used to tell me if I had some issues and didn't want to do something with my friends, you I blame it on y'all. So yeah, they didn't have a very great image of y'all growing up. Because you didn't have the stones to stick up for yourself. You'd always just blame it on us. <laughs> yeah, that's what you always said. Like that is, You literally taught me to do that. Yeah. 
it was easier back in the old days because we get a telephone call and somebody would be like, hey, you want to spend the night? And I'd go over to my mom and be like, can I spend the night while I'm shaking my head no and mouthing no? Yeah. And then you could hear her in the background saying, no, no um, I have a casserole. Yeah, you you didn't do your homework or you need to clean your room or you're grounded or whatever. And then I'd hang up and I'd be like, thanks, mom. Did you actually do that? Fuck Yeah. How often? How often would you rather be in your Dude, house? You always have those friends that are kind of French friends, but fucking annoying as hell that want to hang out. Like friends that you'd rather, you only have them in like, School. is that why you said French friends? French friends, not French. Oh, I was like, oh, you only, it's like you just have that one class with them that you don't have any friends in. Yeah. And so you're just like, fuck, I guess he's the most tolerable in the class. You have him in French, so he's a Fringe friend from French class. Mm. I never took uh, French, but yeah, you always have that uh, annoying yeah. friend. That's and just yeah. The, you're like, why did I ever give them my like home phone number or regular phone number? Well, and I had anything. There was kids that lived on my street that I didn't like, but they would come over because oh, maybe because maybe I don't our, like any of the kids on our street because maybe our parents were friends, and so they'd come over. And I had a friend one time who always. One of my one of my stuff, one of my toys. Can I have it? Can I? No, you can't fucking have it. Can I have it? No. Do you ever find out? Find him steal something? Yeah, he stole one of my fake guns one time and beat broke his it. ass. No, I didn't beat his ass, dude. I was tiny. How? Well, I mean, yeah, but I think I just told my mom. I, n- I never got the gun back, and it was one of those old, like, colonial-looking guns. And if like, you fucking wooden. like the fact that he stole it is bad enough, but then you've had the audacity to break it. Mm-hmm. That's like line drawn yeah. in the sand. I had a kid in kindergarten who took one of my Hot Wheels, and it was my know, favorite Hot Wheel. Told, you told me that story just like this. Is this exaggerating? It is not exaggerating. He, I've seen the Hot Wheel, too. You got it back. He fucked it up. He did. Damn right I got it, it back. It was like purple or maroon or whatever yeah, with purple. a nice flame job. Yep. And now it's like silver, scratched up fuckery. Mm-hmm. And, and you told me your revenge on him. His name was Dubby. Dubby? Well, that was like his nickname. I think it was Doug or something. We called him Dubby. He was a fucking bully in kindergarten. I got his ass back. He was, uh, we were waiting in line to go out to recess, and he had one of those big old bouncy balls, kind of like the, the dodgeball used ball? to have. Well, they didn't have those back then, but it was big like that. It was those balls. Remember the dodgeball that you know the way it sounds? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah this it's was like kind of, it's like a kickball now. Yeah. Like the crisscross. Yeah. It was a bigger it. version of that, and he was just kind of, Kind of sitting on it, kind of bouncing on it. <laughs> I like how you de- – I need to pause you for a second. I love how you described that, that you know exactly how it sounds. Yeah. And it played my head. Yeah. And you <laughs> like, can't make the noise it's, it's like with a, your mouth. It's like a ding. Yeah. But it also yep. like reverberates <laughs> yep. like a shit ton. Yep. Like if you threw one and hit someone in the head, like right in the face in the Grand Canyon, it would like reverberate and echo everywhere. That sounds really cool. This story ends with the beginning of getting spanked or getting licks, as we called them, every year of school for myself. So this was in kindergarten. He's bouncing on this ball, and I was so fucking mad at him because he stole my Hot Wheel. And he bounced a little too high, and I kicked that ball out from underneath him, and he fell on his butt and started whining, and everybody started laughing. Um, Teacher came out, made me hold out my hand, hit it with a ruler in the palm. That fucking hurts. In the palm? Yep. I always imagine in the back of your hand. I think that's Catholic school. This, oh, yeah, this they roll different in public school. <laughs> yeah, they give you a taste of hell in public school. Yeah, and so in the first grade, they they start using the paddle. Corporal punishment, man, in school. You used to tell me you would like get two wallets. 
Yeah, sometimes I'd, I'd pack stuff in my rear end. Well, hold on, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Some <laughs> fudge packer? No, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, I'd wear like an extra pair of shorts. Um, so I'd have my underwear, shorts, and Anything then, yeah. Anything to get more padding. Well, but then... You knew you were going to do something real bad one day. You well, in high school... three pairs of jeans. In high school, they, they finally figured it out. They, they got to know me pretty quick because I was a hellraiser. <laughs> and whenever I would skip school... I'd get caught. They'd say, you're going to come to a Saturday detention. I'd be like, I ain't fucking going to school on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And my dad backed me up on that. He's like, you don't have to go. So on Monday nice. morning, they would call me in. <laughs> Y'all would have made me. To give me licks. And um, so I'd, I'd have to bend over and hold on to this chair. And then they'd give me swats and stuff. And after a while, I was like, take out your wallet. Take out both your wallets. <laughs> and so after a while, I was just, I'd, I'd go in there on a, on a Monday morning when they'd call me in and we wouldn't even have words. I'd just take out my wallet and bend over the chair and he'd whack. Well, we did watch a movie today um, yeah. and we do typically do some things after we have conversations. And one of them is favorite parts. So favorite part. I liked the bank robbing part. That was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. So uh, he, Steve Buscemi was this poet who was in that city specter that was kind of creepy and weird. And so that's whenever uh, Ewan McGregor met him. And then... However many years down the line, Ewan McGregor's going to cash a check or something, and lo and behold, Steve Buscemi's in the line in front of him, and Steve Buscemi was like, whenever you left Spectre, that just really inspired me, and now I've been traveling, I've been to all these different continents and countries and shit, and now my uh, motto is, new adventure every day, and... He's like, I'm here to rob this bank. <laughs> and so they just kind of rob the bank together. That was a funny scene. Yeah, that's Kinda, good. Anything Bushimi's in makes it better. Yeah, We've I, said I, that before. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. I like the way it wrapped up when yeah. the son told the story that about story was awesome how you too. go, your final moments of life. And I also like just kind of the sign-off at the end was the yeah. son who said something to the fact of, you know, my dad told so many stories that he kind of became those stories. And so then in the end, because those stories carry on, he kind of became immortal. And I was just like, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little bow on this, on this present of a movie that I, that I enjoyed. <laughs> I've heard uh, sayings that are close to this, where it's like, uh, you're not dead until you're forgotten. Mm -hmm. And so there's always those stories that people have of their loved ones and, people they knew, and, then, and so you're always kind of living on through that, through yeah. the stories and memories. But once once you're fully forgotten, then you're just... Yeah, and that's, that's why it. I created Movie Muggin. So I've never uh, given you, you any good stories at all. With me? I've never given you any good stories at all, really. I Pretty mean, much. Yeah, I mean, I've given kind you some. Stingy. But when I'm gone, Movie Muggin will live on. And I'll just hear... Hell no, I won't drink six ounces of semen. <laughs> yep, that's my dad. Yep. Close-minded. So really, this... Doesn't want money. This will live on, because yeah. if, if I die, none of y'all are going to know my password or anything to cancel it. So it'll, you know, the hosting service will keep taking their 10, 12 bucks a month or whatever it is, <laughs> and it'll live on. People can listen to this after I'm dead. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Generations, your kids, your grandkids can listen to this. Those are what your story should be about. I used to listen to this podcast called Movie Muggin, and you pass it down to your son or your daughter, and they pass it down to their children. Keep this thing fucking alive until the asteroid hits, till the aliens come, or whatever happens, happens. There, there's going to be a time where someone's going to be going through our collection of movies, and they're going to be like, they watched one from 2019? Mm -hmm. That's so old. <laughs> like, or what? when the apocalypse comes, I was thinking more 
Like if they found like a phone that was like in amber, kind of like Jurassic it Park was, or whatever. And it's opened, yeah. like unlocked in movie mug and yeah. play. And then they, they listen good. to it and it helps them to rebuild the world. They're, They're like, like this English, is what it was like. Like how like how Shakespeare used to speak in old English or whatever, and now we speak saying words like yeet and shit like I that. I do not say words like no, yeet. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. That'd be lit so for the, sure. Yeah. And and then uh, the people of the future are going to be like, wow, our dialect has changed so much. These guys sound like idiots. That's, they sound like idiots now, anyway. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's not. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that's that not will a not stretch. change. Yeah. All right, score time. Well, bucket of chicken. Oh fuck yeah, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's Ewan McGregor. Um, who else? I mean, yeah, who else? Who else deserves it? I mean, Bushimi gets a look any movie he's in for sure. Well, he, he gets going to be on the gravy. he's going to be on the nomination list on any list that he's in for us anyway. Um, Ewan McGregor kind of trumps all for me. Ewan McGregor's great, man. He plays so many different roles. He kind of there were some times where his accent sounded a little Forrest Gumpy, but for a guy who's from Ireland or no, I think he's Scottish. Some any either way, and but he can he he's just a great actor and he can sell it. And I just I like the guy, man. I, I just think too. he'd be a cool guy to hang out with. And yeah, it, it's <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I, I can't imagine a movie that he's in that he will not get my bucket of chicken. So yeah, you, you yeah. McGregor, uh, congratulations once again, man. Score time. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's it's somewhere up there. I'm thinking eighty uh, seven. Yeah, I, I was thinking eighty nine. I'll give it an eighty eight. I w- I was a little bit. I felt like I kind of lowballed with the 87. Well, not that 1% changes all that much, <laughs> but you know. It was a good movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. Yeah. It, it lacked something to That's be great. That's why there's no 90 from either of us. Well, like Forrest Gump for me, and I mean, fuck, it's it's damn near. It's Forrest no Forrest Gump, Gump is like the holy grail. It is of this style of movie. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just perfectly executed. And I honestly don't think in my lifetime any movie in this style will live up to Forrest Gump. Yeah. Forrest Gump has all of it. It has everything. It has a little bit of action. It has a sad story. It has the romance. It has everything. And it's just perfectly executed. And it's just, it would be dumb of anybody to think that a movie could be better than Forrest Gump. In this style, Look, in I, genre, or whatever. I'll just say I would give Forrest Gump a 100 because yeah, me I too. love the movie. There was only two things in go. Forrest Gump that bothered me when he was jogging, and there was a guy like, I oh, need hi. a t shirt idea. And, oh. and mud gets in his face, and he puts his face in the t shirt. He wipes his face, and off. it's a perfect smiley face. And he's like, Have a nice day. And it's like, Dude, <gasps> come, that's just too much. Just stop. Yeah. And then when they were running, and he's like, I need a good idea for a bumper sticker. And he steps in a big pile of poop and he's like, shit happens. And that bumper sticker became really popular after a while. And both of those mm. things, I was just like, dude, well, those were stop. so you're, small, though. Yeah, but it felt like a reach. It's like, come on, man. It's all really, really good. Why'd you have to throw in that crap? You know? Yeah. Um, anything else? No. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode number Quattro Quattro, as we like to call it. Um, we appreciate you listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. You can go to our website, MovieMuggin.com. If you'd like to email us, you can do so at MovieMuggin at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening. As always, stay safe out there and have a Movie Muggin day. Rip.
rubbing his belly button, digging for lint and licking the chin. 